This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. Over Westside, everybody know everybody, right? I got nothing but love in my heart for Westside niggas. Nothing but love. Pink suits with hats to match. Big cracker dolls and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks? This is where it's at. Windows tinted, seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner, cause niggas know that it's money on Yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. the Tim Foyo Hat Titan, a.k.a. the Conspiracy Realist, a.k.a. the Technology Snob, Steve Jobs Jr., Don't Text Me With Your Green Bubbles, a.k.a. I Only Debate My Equals, Everybody Else I Teach, also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me, Mr. If You Don't Like Me, Fight Me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. A.K.A. the West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't, oh, excuse me, <laughs> debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Don't drink Fago. <laughs> <laughs> what type of flavor did you have? Was that rock, rock and, and rye? I knew it. I knew it. Not don't drink Fago. Don't drink Fago before you do an intro. Fago's great. I want y'all to sponsor. Ice, ice cold Fago. Ice cold Fago in a can is my Ice favorite. Cold! It's my favorite shit. And it's your man Dave. Three underscores three one three. The West Side Landlord, the Pride of PA, High Chief Dame, don't fuck around. The liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite dame. And the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk Podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you speak it on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then, bitch, you're not saying it right. It's the honorable Judge Boss Dame all rising this bitch. Let's go. Yo, welcome back. Shop Talk Podcast, episode 345? I think so. Yeah, 345. On you, oh, On you, oh, On you, gentlemen and ladies. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, yeah, we back. For another week of foolishness You know It's one thing I do want to address Oh yeah Right off rip I just want to address something Before we get deep off into the show Yeah Men lie Women lie Them Spotify numbers do not lie They tell the unfiltered truth You know They tell the truth It's going to look like I'm disagreeing with you But I'm not really They only tell half the truth That's right Because we don't have an Apple Apple don't give us the same type yeah. of insight so whatever you think we're doing on Spotify, um, only roughly 20% of our listens comes from Spotify. The other 80% um, comes from Apple. So Talk about it. You can take those numbers and quadruple it. You feel me? Uh, so, I mean, it, it is what it is. Uh, but in any, any event, how, how was your week, my brother? My week was good. I'm trying to think because I feel like something dumbass happened to me this week, but it's just not coming to me right now. I do feel real good, man, because I finally got my son up and driving, got his car. He got a little motion to him. Now. Okay. Okay. And that was a real huge accomplishment uh, for me because it's just been an uphill battle. Some of the things that people told me they was going to like help me out with, you know, sometimes life be taking a different course and I can't depend on others even though they said they would do just at the end of the day he needed to be 
out there and active on his feet. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what's crazy is like I started the process Monday. I got his insurance. Then Wednesday. I Look. Got, no, I got, he got real insurance. Oh, okay. I, I took care of my child. <laughs> then, then he got, uh, then I got the plate like on Wednesday. And the last thing I needed was like just to jump the car because it had been sitting. I knew the battery was dead in the motherfucker. So my father-in-law, shout out to him because even though I'm no longer married to his daughter, he still treat me like he still my in-laws still treat me good. And they don't really have no reason to. I mean, once, besides being just genuine people. I mean, once you family, you kind of like unless you did some crazy shit, like you kind of like I'll always family. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I feel that I'm always family. Even though I have done, ain't nobody did. No, anybody you ain't put your hands on nobody in the family, no shit like that. So it's like I can say I can cuss you out and do some wild shit, but like you know, I don't give family. I don't give a fuck about somebody cussing me out. I honestly do not give a fuck about words. You're not gonna hurt my feelings like that. It depends on who's saying them. But just in general, I'm with you. Like I'm gonna cuss that motherfucker out. All right. But words, depending on who say the words, Depend, the depending hurt. on who says them, they could hurt. Yeah. But I always put myself in the like you can say whatever you want to to me. You gonna put a hand on me because I don't care. I don't give a fuck who it is. Yeah. I will go across your fucking face. Now, like cursing and yet cursing me out as a punishment is probably not gonna work. But like when somebody like talking to you, <laughs> telling you what you didn't did. Like, like, I know, a couple, I know a couple people that have a way of talking to you to make you feel about two inches tall. Yeah, that's a fact. like them. I, I try to avoid that type of talking to because all I can do is cuss and just act like a nigga. I'm Malcolm Marie this situation like a motherfucker though. I try not to argue in that capacity. But what I mean by that is like um, with that movie, like when one person was talking, I'm like, oh nigga, they won. Like, there's nothing that you can say that can possibly come back, and then they'll respond with something like, oh, well, that's a good-ass point. Or, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was like one of them tables were turning. It was like watching the press fight. Like, yo, he on the road, though. Oh, shit, she just came back. They was talking quick. to each other real real rough in that movie. Yeah. I enjoyed that movie, though. And I, I did, too. And I think they quite literally talked out every single problem they ever had in that little, in that little moment. Or that day and a half, two days, whatever. They don't have no more problems. Like anything that you, every single thing that I despise about you, all that shit is out in the open and talked about. Yeah, like this should be smooth smelling. Good movie, <laughs> yeah. good movie. But all that, all I just said at the end of the day, my my father in law came by, helped me get the. He had the little battery jump. Helped me get the car started, and I thought the bitch wasn't going to start, and I was like, I really don't want to buy another battery today. But then I heard, like, the alarm start chirping, and then, like, 10 minutes later, I heard that bitch turn over. I was like, oh, man, we cooking. You out You out here. Mm-hmm. You out here. Now, son, this is on you next time. Yeah. So I, I showed him what, what everything costs, insurance, tags, plates. This is now your bill. And I took him to get an oil change. So, like, I did everything that I can to get you on the road. Now, I'm not going to say I'm just not, I'm just going home. But, like, you need to pick up some of this shit moving forward. 100? Most of it. It's your car, right? Yeah, most of it. I mean. And I'm going to give him a little AAA car just because I know he's going to get a flat. Something, something bound to happen, and I just don't want him to be out there. Man, but, like, this on you, bro. I've been paying and taking care of my car since. 16, 17, yeah. you know what I'm saying? About 17, 18. 
And especially yeah. when I moved out on my own, it was just like, you know. Even before then, but for sure, for sure. Ain't no. Yeah. I mean, I left at 19, so, I mean, I just picked up pick, picked up and took the show on the road then at that point. So, But that was, like, one of the highlights for my week. Hey, man, I just wanted to also uh, give shouts out to you and Ant this week in culture. I saw y'all numbers, big numbers. Man. Big numbers. Big numbers, dog. <laughs> the numbers crazy. is not lying, man. It's crazy. The two flagship shows out of this studio put up put up big time numbers. The content the content speaks for itself. You know, this week in culture, um roughly put up like seven uh, over seven thousand minutes worth of content. It's a lot of talk in a year. Which is ninety nine percent more than everybody in that film and television category, um, and then on the shop talk side, we put up a little bit over five thousand minutes of content, which is more than ninety nine percent of the people in the society and culture uh, side of the game. Um, top ten percent of podcasts followed. By this week in culture, top ten percent or top fifteen percent of follow podcasts um, for uh, shop talk. Mike, it's just it was it's just a lot. Talk about it. It's just a lot. I mean, when listeners go up, followers go up. Uh, like, I mean, shop talk. I mean, we've been doing this shit going on seven years. You yeah. feel me? And um, for year over year, for us to still have growth, man exponential growth yeah. year over year you know one thing that i saw they they uh said our top episode was episode 319 trapped at the altar so i went back and i listened to that episode this week that was when we had the first conversation about nigga mania and you saying that you did not believe that i could walk the top rope no, that's not the first time we had that. You, you definitely went very much so in, in depth about your disbelief. Well, my name, we've been saying this for five years, since the first studio. And I've yet to see somebody present me with a ring so I can prove you Negroes wrong. Okay. You, okay. What, whatever. Say uh, it. Say it. Get it off. Say it. But for whatever reason, it told me that that was our highest. That one had like 44% um, more listen than our average episode or some shit. And then I looked at the numbers and like the one after that had more listens, but this is only the Spotify numbers and shit. Yeah. But I upload the pod to Spotify. So that'd be kind of worried. I don't, I don't be knowing like, so the, I upload it to Spotify. Do they only count? Like, I don't know how they count a listen. You know what I'm saying? Do yeah. they know if this listen is counted only if it's Spotify or like, I don't know how. Yeah. I feel you. I don't we, know how to listen. We don't know the analytics behind it. Like, I don't know how they, I don't know how they use their analytics, but I mean, we in thousands and thousands of homes every weekend. Um, it's a blessing. It oh is. yeah. I mean, our, our streams went up 86% this year. 92, our listeners went up by 92%. Followers went up, following on Spotify went up by 93%. Um, hours listening to the podcast went up by 122%. Um, we top 10 podcasts for 174 of y'all. Top five for 141 of y'all. Top one, the number one podcast for like 70 of y'all. 
I appreciate it. 5,292 minutes of new content. That's more than 99% of Talk other about creators it. in the society and culture category. Uh, Trapped in the Altar was really a funny episode, though. It was. Uh, when I went back and listened to it, we was we was talking that talk. Shout out to the homeboy Verge. I'm still going to body slam you. What the fuck you going to do when the corner store conquistador comes from you? I don't know how many times people are going to hear you. Say what you about to do without you actually doing it. I don't know how many times people are gonna be able to take that. You know what? And somebody somebody said something to me this week that stuck with me. She was like, "You can call yourself a lot of things, but she was like, if you don't have nothing to back up what you're calling yourself, it's just it's just words in the wind." I can call myself a podcaster because there's there's the proof behind it. I can call myself a father. You can call the yourself proof is behind it. An international podcast because. We were heard in 25 different countries. Top five of United States, of course. Uh, number two, Germany. Shout out to Kanye West. Uh, number three, <laughs> Sweden. Uh, number four, New Zealand. You know, we remember we was like we was like one of the top podcasts in New Zealand for for, for a very long five, time, and that's like, through Apple. Yeah, which is wow. It was like, yo, what the fuck is going on in New Zealand? <laughs> yo, shout out to that's a strange the, place. And Australia. I'm never going to Australia unless the bag is there. But like, I, it's too deadly in Australia. Every dead deadly thing is there. No, every deadly thing is in the ocean. No, there are some deadly shit. The ocean is the real outer space. The ocean is just the land that got water on it right now. And I know we, that sounds very simple, but you got to understand. No, it was the great flood. Every civilization talks about it. Whether y'all believe in the Noah story or not, there was water poured through this motherfucker, right? And like it was a lot of shit that was lost. Civilizations. Um also, you know, something happened between June twenty sixth and July the second. 44% more listeners compared to your average week. Uh, your podcast was the in the top 15% most shared globally. Uh, this week in culture, we were top 10. This one, top 15. That means we doing some shit right up in here. 37% of people send a direct link to the podcast. 21% is being shared through Instagram. 17% is being shared through Twitter. 15% is being shared through Facebook and 10% others. You know, I don't even be posting the link to the pod. You feel me? I don't post the shit. Just people fuck with us. Because I feel like... We used to promote it real heavy. Post the links every week. I feel like I ain't never clicked on a... I have never seen a post to a podcast if I didn't hear anything and said, hey, I want to listen. Let me click. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so I don't know that how... Impactful that shit is So when I stopped doing it I want to see if the numbers Will impact And it, it did nothing what, what I appreciate Is that the love The growth The numbers Is all organic People just genuinely Fuck with us And what we do We the top 15% Of most followed podcasts You know it's a lot Of fucking podcasts Out here They said You know what I want to tell you About your listeners They said our listeners Qualify as The enthusiast So your listeners Are super fans When their favorite podcast Releases the new episode They're among the first To know Going above and beyond to show support. And that's facts. That's facts. That's love. Awesome. That's what love sounds like. Also, I did release six video episodes this year through Spotify, and they just happen to be in the top 10% most viewed. We got to show our faces more. Um, we got to show our faces more. Spotify just, I mean, it, it's way too much to upload the video to Spotify. For us to do it on a Friday, and that should be up on Saturday. The file sizes, 
I'm uploading a 45 gigabyte. Like they, I don't like how they do that shit. So follow the YouTube because <laughs> I would love, but it's, 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 it's and that's where we can make money off of. It's also. difficult. Um, yeah, man, we was doing our thing. Oh yeah. Shout out to Monch, uh, last week. How did it go? Yeah. Um, he had a, uh, shot a special. You feel me? Comedy special. Um, and you shot the special. I did, man. That's big, man. And, uh, you know, shout out to Monch for giving me the opportunity, um, and trusting me with, you know, with this baby. You feel me? But he had a, a, a special in his hometown in Saginaw. Man, it was really good. That's what's up. Venue look. I turned the corner now on the, on the Jefferson or one of the, whatever they street. They downtown got all the same streets. It's like a down, it's a Warren down there. It's okay. a Jefferson down there. I'm like, yo, man, it's the Temple Theater. I'm like, yo. Y'all jocking off Detroit a little bit. But uh, I turned the corner to the main street. I'm like, yo, he got his face on the marquee. That's big. Forget name. Like, my, my name face. up there, but my face. I'm on the marquee. The the, the venue was beautiful. The, the set was great. It was just like, it was good, man. Then the turnout, that bitch was packed. Adding, bringing out more chairs. It was packed, packed. And um, shout out to the audio guy who was there. He helped me. um. Get some stuff with the audio. So I had, you know, I had everybody mic'd up. I had backup. All, I had like audio everywhere. You okay. feel me? That's big for you. I know you, you believe in pristine, clear, crisp audio. And it's a comedy. You can't fuck the audio. Got to hear the jokes. You got to hear the jokes. You got to, uh, so, um, I had some microphones, uh, wireless mics. I, I gave to one of the SJ, I mean, AJ when he was in the crowd so I can pick up like some crowd laughter and had them strategically placed and yo, man, some footage. Yo, yo, Mosh put me in a joke, dog. Was not expecting it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm a pair of film. I'm doing my recording shit and the niggas, he put my name in a joke. I'm like, yo, I'm turning around I'm like, yo, y'all niggas laughing, but that's me. <laughs> so, uh, what's the wrong nigga to put in a special? You feel me? Okay. Cause this is never going anywhere. <laughs> Was you in a, <laughs> did you make it into a comedy special? First off, did you shoot a comedy special? You didn't, but <laughs> also, I was involved in the special because it got a good laugh. That's you know I mean? that's big, man. That's big. It's a huge accomplishment. The brand is str- the brand is stronger than a motherfucker. Yeah, it's stronger than a motherfucker. Yeah, man. Uh, stronger than that chokehold your baby daddy got on you. Yeah, man. It was a it was a good it was a good weekend. You know what I'm saying? Um, I had a good time. What the women in Sag Nasty looking like? I don't know. Well, everybody at the show was cool, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. I, ain't, I didn't really get the... I went in straight to the hotel, ate, had a drink, made sure all my camera equipment and everything, yeah. and then uh, went to sound check and, you know, got it in. It was, it was time to work. By the time you hit sound check, it's time to work. Yeah. I thought I would be more nervous, but then someone was like, yo, this shit is about to turn out good. Yeah, man. Yeah. That, that's, that's big. This is your first, like, big production. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, it's time to do some movies and some documentaries. Man, I can't wait. I can't wait till y'all till y'all see it either. I'm a oh yeah. I'll shoot a sh- I shoot a comedy show, uh, documentaries for sure, uh, interviews and shit like that. Um, I personally may shoot my own sh- little short short film, but I'm not messing with movies and shit. I, that's not my. That's not gonna be my lane. Okay, but <laughs> sit down interviews. Um, documentaries, um, 
studio footage. I know, Jay. I feel like I could see you one day directing a film. No, I'll direct. You feel me? But uh, that's just not my currently. Okay. That's not uh, my. But I get it. I get it. Yeah. But uh, I mean, it's a lot of opportunities here in the city for that. Hey man, whatever opportunities God open, whatever opportunities, whatever doors God open for us, me, you, I want them for sure. I want them. I want to step into all of them. But con- congratulations on me. That's a big deal. I appreciate it. Big deal. Uh, other than that, uh, I think that's it, man. A lot of craziness going on in the um, in the ethos. Okay. Out there today, I did just see that uh, there was a resume in the. Uh, the killing of um take off take off uh that's really really that was a month ago really unfortunate situation i'm glad uh there's been some sort of progress um on that case yeah i don't i I think sometimes people have the wrong idea like when they don't hear nothing they don't believe that something is going on but it takes a while sometimes to build enough evidence get enough information that you need in order to move forward on those type of charges. I just hope that it brings some type of justice and closure to the fans, the family, and that we are able to 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 kind of move forward. Huge loss in music. Takeoff was only twenty eight. I mean, it was That's crazy. Hadn't even hadn't even begun to reach his full his full potential, you know? Twenty eight. Ca- career was still still very young. That means when Amigos dropped, niggas was like 17, 18 years old. Yeah. His kids. Because it's been 10 years. Yeah. His kids. Man, that's wild, dog. Um, it's really unfortunate that a young man lost his life. And I can literally say that young man lost his life. And how we just don't care about it. There wasn't no margin. It wasn't no protest. It wasn't no 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 pressure placed on uh the police. Um, wasn't no pressure placed on that I saw nationally uh, placed on restaurants and venues to release the footage and things of that nature. But we see um, when there's an incident with the police and the police take a life, it's no, we need to get that footage and this and that. It seemed like we pick and choose when we want to be woke and invested in shit. I'm going to call it like it is when it's black on black crime. We don't give a fuck. It would appear that the masses don't have the same energy. I won't say we don't care because there are people who care. Um, but like you say, in mass, it, we don't we don't get that same type of reaction when it's one of ours, and that's that's disheartening. So I just said a term that I didn't used to say, and I used to you know philosophize and like yo, ain't no such thing as black on black crime and all the other shit. It is. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that you finally have gotten you know to that how, point. You know how black we be, and it's like no people commit crimes where they live at. You feel me? And I understand that. But how can we commit crimes where we live at at a disproportionate rate than everybody else? There is a thing. It is a thing. You ever heard of urban survival syndrome? No, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay, so a few years back cuz i remember studying this back when i was in college and so in psychology class urban survival syndrome uh somebody tried to argue in a murder case that that's what they had and urban survival syndrome was basically broken down as because i grew up in a violent type of environment yeah. it causes me to act ultra violent mm. in terms of you know stress 
anxiety. Like that's how I act out. Mm-hmm. Like I can't help it because I got you can help it. Well, that's what they were arguing in the case that I could not help it because I had now, I urban don't, survival syndrome. Now, I don't uh, totally negate that that's a thing and that you would probably be ultra aggressive depending on the neighborhood that you grew up in and what happened to you. I don't know that that's an excuse for you to. I don't believe it as an excuse because uh, I understand my man was under duress. He trying to get off of these charges yeah. and when niggas ain't trying to go to jail for murder, they going to. I mean, like I, t- I said, I spent my childhood in a wild, wild hood. hood. You feel no, me? That gangster shit you talking, shit, it sound good. I can understand how you will react a certain way. And as intelligent as I may sometimes appear on the pod, I can react very foolish to certain foolish things. Sometimes yeah. you react, you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, at the end of the day, that's a conscious decision. Like, I don't have to. <laughs> you feel like no, I'm, no. I'm not like trapped, locked in, like my body wouldn't stop moving. I just grabbed a get like, you know what I'm saying? I'm a product of my environment. Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily subscribe to that level of thinking because I believe if you want to change, you can change. If you want to do better, you have the capacity to do better, regardless of where you are in life. And the only thing and the other thing about that is. You. Mr. Drug Dealer Killer Hood Thug Person, you the minority in your neighborhood doing that. Even though it may be it may seem like it's a lot of y'all, but most people in your neighborhood are regular people who got regular jobs who do their same thing, right? They just go to work. You was like, nah, I'm too good for that. Fuck I look like doing a regular job. Does that say I'm too good for it or yeah, what else is it? Like I was listening to a, I was listening to a clip on a YouTube with the Joe Budden podcast, or whatever. And uh, no, a matter of fact, I take that back. I was listening to Wallow Gilly and Babyface Ray on Many Y'all's Worth a Game, and they was talking about you know people going to college and uh, getting debt and blah blah blah, and some people. I guess one of the things was like I guess Ray. <laughs> took the church money and didn't go to college you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay <laughs> and his dad and it was getting on him or whatever and it was somebody was making a joke or like essentially like yo i couldn't even imagine just like going to work and like making 60 70 a year and just living life and how the conversation was i'm not this was like gilly while whatever some one of these people was kind of giving the impression that like that's like beneath them i'm like fam this is the reality like you would not dare Make a regular living, but you would take penitentiary's chances and risk your life for a different type of living. And like, like it was almost a slight bit of disgust. Like, how dare I make $70,000 a year? Most people would be very happy and satisfied with $70,000 a year. The country do not average a $70,000 a year. I was watching like some old clips from like a Dr. Phil episode and this young lady was crying Cause Dr. Phil's like, she need to get a job outside of the home. And old girl was like physically in tears. Like, I don't want to work. I don't want to come home tired. Like my mother comes home tired every day from working. And, he, and like the audience was like laughing at her. Like, young bitch, we all got to get up and, and do some shit. And we all come home tired from that shit. It's been like this since the beginning of time. I don't want to go out there and. Get the wheat from the fields. Well, nigga, we not going to eat if somebody don't do this. Like, somebody got to turn the crops. Somebody got to feed the hogs. Like, 
Somebody got to watch the clock. Like somebody has to do something for the shit to keep going on. And if somebody does it for you and gives it to you, they're going to give you the ass minimum of what they of what you need. I couldn't imagine growing up in a time where you had to, you know, toil the fields, like you say, feed the cows, feed the pigs. And like you don't do that shit and you have to depend on someone else to do it for you to eat. I be we, we kind of touched this in uh, one of the pals we did. I was like, uh, you hire your friends to like do errands or some shit. shit. I'm like, are them the type of people that will allow somebody to take care of them? Nah. Cause like I don't want nobody to take care of me. I definitely don't want another. First, I don't want a woman taking care of me, and I definitely don't want another man taking care of me. So, AKA, unless you, my mom and my daddy, <laughs> I don't want nobody. You know, because when, when I that ego would eventually kick in, and all it's gonna take is one argument, and for a nigga to raise up, like nigga, you wouldn't be here without. Well, all right, my nigga, just send me back. It's ego. Send me back to the plant. And like, you ever wonder, like, there ain't no cheetah school. Right. There ain't no deer school or like some of these animals come out and they just know who the bad guy is and we should run. Like it's a thing. It's natural instinct. It's it's natural and they know how to do certain things. Clearly they go out and they may need them, you know, that's not how we hunt, fam. We gotta get low, okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The lioness be out there with the cubs or whatever. Like I get that. Teach them how to do things better. But like I just think it's natural that you learn how to do things like you. Of course, you've had children. You see them babies climbing on stuff. Let me get this off the let me get this cereal off the top of the, the refrigerator. They didn't go ask you. They put a chair there. They climbed on top of it, jumped on the counter. They doing it for themselves because naturally that's what you want to do. And to a certain extent, you have you have to let them. Yeah, because like they they need to understand it's problem solving. That's an intelligence when they're doing that. And they also need to understand that the consequences behind their specific actions yeah. is that, yes, you can climb up. But if you fall, it's because you didn't come ask me. You did it the wrong. Like not everything involves you having to try and do it yourself. Sometimes you do need a little bit of assistance. Yeah. In any event, uh, I just can't imagine like me not. So <laughs> we be talking at work. I was off for a couple of days. It was like I bet you didn't want to come back to work. I'm like I don't never want to come to work. <laughs> so it's not it's not like that. I want I don't I would want to work. Like I provide a service here at the studio. You know what I'm saying? People want some place to record. I provide a service with videography, with photography. Like there's a need. I provide a service. I would rather do that. Then go to my nine to five. Exactly. But I would not rather just sit on my ass and like not help move society forward. I say that to an extent. Like I would definitely need to do something. 100%. But like the need to do it 40 hours a week for somebody else. No, absolutely not. Yeah. All right. Um. All right. What's next on the menu? So listen. Have you been seeing this stuff about? I damn near don't even talk about this. So I don't want to give it no attention, but I just I just don't understand why we like this. This T.J. Holmes uh, anchor stuff that's been going on. Uh, I guess him and the anchor, you know, kicking it or any relationship or whatever. They've been having an affair. I don't know if they had an affair or not. Okay, but well, that's that's what has been presented. Like they're having they an both, extramarital extramarital well, affair. They both separated and divorced their spouses and now that they now they're together 
But like, I never seen a nigga mention TJ Holmes' name before. I didn't know who he was until like the news broke. Why is this so entertaining? Like, why do we? Because people care about the lives of other people more they than they know, care about their own shit. They don't know this man. I know who he is. I didn't know his name until I saw like it trending on social media. I had no clue who hosted Good Morning America. Like, y'all do not care about this man. Y'all do not care about that woman. But somebody told everybody that this is the story that we should follow. Yeah. And now it's, yo, he did this. I, I don't know that man. I don't care what he did with his with his wife, his ex-wife, who he's married to, who he's having sex with. Why do, what does this have to do with him being an anchor? Nothing. I have no idea why but, this is so important. But it's the obsession with, and I guess I could call it celebrity, is that what, what people have or what people are obsessed with. I just, to me, is I don't, I'm like you. I don't, I don't care what that man do. That man and divorced. And the other lady divorced too. Well, so who, all right. They can't, they single. It's a lot of, of y'all fucking y'all co-workers. And it ain't nobody business but y'all. Shout out to them. Went on Good Morning America this morning. Act like ain't shit Shit happened. ain't shit up. I'm not giving you nigga. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not even addressing that shit. I mean, work. Nah. I mean, work. It's none of your business. If it ain't against Good Morning America policy, I see you niggas at work. I, I just don't get it. Not, not people who ain't never heard of TJ Holmes or watch Good Morning America. I don't even know that y'all got. How y'all watch Good Morning America? How would you watch Good Morning America? You don't got cable. Come on, cable. I'm saying you don't like what do you do to get channel four? What system do you everybody <laughs> said they got the fire stick? I use a I, cable box. Like, how are you? Or do you got rabbit ears and like what are you doing to get a channel four? I use a cable box still you know myself. What I'm Nigga, I, I'll be honest. I didn't know. Nigga, I felt like Michael Strahan was still on Good Morning America. That's how long I've been out the loop on that shit. I don't watch it. Now people are, oh, he was cheating us from this. From, you don't know this man. Am and I, I don't know this man. I don't, I, I'm not comfortable enough to want to see his sexual history with people who are consenting adults. I don't care. You know what I always think about? Like, we only know what we know from the outside. I don't know. Even if he was married or they were both married, I don't know what type of arrangements they got with their spouses. Shit's not my business and I don't care. Y'all don't know this man. <laughs> what, what are y'all? Or that lady. <laughs> What's her name? She the host of Good Morning America. Y'all nobody. <laughs> white lady anchor number two. Like I don't know who the fuck these people are. Then they start attacking my man because <sighs> this is the part about black people I dislike. Cause you want somebody to be your type of black. Now, TJ, he biracial. His wife was biracial. Yeah. But they made it. They was like, well, he had a white wife before. And they were like, well, she biracial. She ain't black. But Barack Obama black. <laughs> Cause this nigga looked like Barack if we if we keep it in a hundred. Or is they saying that about his wife? Like yeah, she not what I'm saying. So you can be black and white mixed and be the president, and you black as hell. But if you black and white mixed and you would uh somebody else, you white. Like, come on, man. What it doesn't make sense. <laughs> but nigga logic never makes sense. It's never it, it's only it's only to fit what it's only to fit their narrative. It doesn't have to make sense. It's only to down somebody. 
is never yeah. is never to uplift or say it's only only people only bring that up when I want to bring some sort of negative to a situation. Well, you know she. <laughs> you seen them kids, right? Look, man. As if to say, because you white and or biracial, something wrong with you're you. You're not black enough. You're not black enough. Let's just say he like white women. It's not my cup of tea personally. But if he do, if he not the same version of black that you are accustomed to, he ain't right for you. Oh, he's some something's wrong with him. Ain't that the shit we've been fighting? Let me give you another news flash. What's the chance that you think TJ, what's his name? TJ Holmes. What's the chance you think TJ Holmes want to fuck with you and your black ass? I don't want to be the nigga to say it, but like you mighty you you sitting mighty high on that horse. We you, sit, you sitting mighty low in your victimhood <laughs> status. Like, come on, why we Jamal is the best you gonna do. I done said this. He the best you gonna do. I said this plenty of times on the pod. I'ma say it again. Unlike how y'all niggas did Tiger Woods. He ain't never did nothing to none of y'all. That man had a black father and an Asian wife. I mean, an Asian mother. And y'all want to and clowned all through high school, through middle school, because he had quote unquote big teeth. Hair wasn't the same texture. He looked Asian. He ain't black. Da da da. The second he start popping in golf and Nike fucking with him, oh he black. And if you say you anything other than black, we not fucking with you. Now, my mama's Asian, my daddy is black. Like I'm claiming what the fuck I am. Now you know no black he ain't had no black holes in high school. He didn't have like absolutely none. Right? Absolutely none. And then they be like he he, he married a white woman because that's, that's what, what he, was that's what was presented to him, that's what he was used to, that's what he was comfortable with. That's what approached him too. <laughs> y'all know y'all wasn't Y'all was no not Tiger throwing Wood. that big ass at Tiger back in 12th grade. You wasn't. Y'all was not voting for Tiger. For homecoming king, <laughs> prime king, like you know you weren't. <laughs> like nothing about that says you were. The black kids that was at Cody in the golf club, y'all wasn't throwing it at them, and they wasn't Tiger Woods level. Nigga, when I see what motherfuckers have turned into twenty years later, like dog, listen, I understand high school is a different world. We're not the same people, been, but I know what you were back then. It's been over 20 years. I know what you were back then, and I know what you wasn't fucking with. I know what you wasn't fucking with. Leave that man alone. Leave TJ Holmes alone. If that nigga want to, if he, if he cheating, let him cheat in peace. If he fucking his coworker, let him fuck your coworker, his coworker in peace. You fucking the team lead at fucking JNAP. And snap you fucking niggas on the line Let that nigga fuck his co-worker too It's really not a big deal I fuck co-workers in mostly every job that I've had It's really not a huge deal It's the way of life I work with every single one of my girlfriends <laughs> <laughs> Bar none Every girlfriend I have These last two jobs are the only two jobs Where I've not dealt with Like Quicken Loans I didn't want to fuck with nobody I hated that job so much But I wanted... you fuck with somebody from Quicken Loans before It's like it's impossible not to when you live in the city Yo, I mean yeah <laughs> like it's, it's Quicken, the plant to. Like they all run They all circumvent one another And then like my current job Like Look, I had somebody try and flirt with me. I transferred her to another team. You are, mm -hmm. I'm, you're not fucking up my good job. You, you ain't gonna say shit about me. Nope. Get the fuck on. I mean, we just be tearing each other down. You know what I'm saying? And it's like we so happy 
uh, to spread the bad news. And I got to check myself from time to time. Like, yo, let me erase this. Let me not tweet this because this is me. It comes off me. And like, I'm about to post a bitter tweet or like I delete so much stuff. because I'm like, man, that's not me. I don't want to come across as a hater. I don't want to yeah. be like you niggas. So I, don't, I, I just don't like it, dog. Uh, leave that man alone. He's a black man on Good Morning America. How many other black men on Good Morning America? It's Al Roker, Good Morning America. Yeah. Okay. Al's weatherman. still on there. He's the weatherman, though. He's not the lead. <laughs> he ain't the lead anchor. I'm sure that check those. I'm sure that's a good, good fucking bag for Al Roker. I'm sure. But I got, then they was hoeing his wife, his ex-wife. I'm like, she ain't, she, but we going to make that point of a distinction. She's biracial. Like, boy, y'all some mean motherfuckers. Y'all some racist ass motherfuckers, too. Against your own kind. Leave that woman alone. As if any of us is 100% nigga. I mean, I am 100% Zulu. There's not a drop of colonizer. You're the brightest nigga. There's not a drop of colonizer blood in my my body. You're the brightest nigga on the fourth floor right now. (laughs) (laughs) You're probably the brightest nigga in the entire building right now. I mean, at this time of night, I'm I'm up there. I'm up there. Like, it is what it is, man. I'm not like. Love is love. Look at this girl. Look at at his ex-wife. She black. Like, she light skinned. She look. She she looks black. Like I would not think. Oh, she like she looks. Like, I wouldn't look at her and be like, "Oh, that's a white woman." I, like I be forget. Like listen, I be seeing people who are a black mom and a, and a white dad or some shit like that, and um, they just look like light skin. <laughs> yeah, I don't be thinking biracial. I just think you light skin. Like nothing, you didn't know my ex wife was biracial to like. Recently, yeah, do do? <laughs> like in the last two three skin, years, <laughs> I don't know. Your, your kid's twenty five percent white. My my G. Did I, did I ever tell you how I had to explain that shit to my daughter? Uh. Uh-uh. Because one day she came home and she she was real young. I'm thinking like kindergarten, first grade, and she said something, and then she said, "Yeah, my black friend." And I had to stop her. I said, "So what the fuck do you think you are?" I mean, but it, was, but but listen. This is when kids be right. Like this is before society and cultures changes their mind, because what we say is black and white is skin color and they be the exact same skin color. Then it'd be like your your genotype and your phenotype. Oh, because my nose is rounder. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what exactly is it? Now, we all got an understanding of what it is. But on, our, on some like when your skin color and my skin color is the same. Well, what technically make you black? So I get that. But this is how I had to break it down to her because she was associating black with skin, with skin tone, but she does have white people in her family. I mean, in her immediate family. Yeah. So like grandma, (laughs) grandma white. I got like, it's gotta be white in me. So I took, I explained it to her like this, and, it, and we always laugh. Mama pale as my mom. Yeah, I say draw a circle and cut that circle up in four pieces. Now shade, now shade this side black because that's daddy's side. Because I am, you know, I come from black parents. She, she looked you like mm. shaded black, and I said the, gray. The <laughs> other side is your mama. Shade one of these circles. You know, black. I said, now count them up. How many is black? She like three. I said, three out of the four is black. That's your ass. That's your black ass. Well, you probably, f- it's probably like black, gray, <laughs> lighter gray, <laughs> and then white. Zulu, my nigga. Zulu. Zulu for you, you. All right. 
white. You know what I'm saying? If if I go back, if I go back to Africa, I would be king of Wakanda. I would be Mbaku. Masa. All right, my nigga. I'll let you get off. It is challenge day. (laughs) I'll let you get off, dog. (laughs) But I I don't know. And I'll be body slamming niggas without no blue herb. Heart Heart shaped herb. herb, My G. Give me a hit of cushion. I'll wrestle everybody in this bitch. Um, So listen. I want to talk about something. Um, I was on the internet. See, we got a mutual friend. She had posted a little. Uh, Man, you have a mutual friend? Yeah. Oh. And she posted something on Facebook. I thought. And um, I want to. I want to. I want to know what you think of. Oh, I want to talk about this, not because of the obviousness. When I, when I read it, you can be like, "Oh, that's what you want." Nah. I want to read this. Then I want to read some of the comments too, because I think some of these some of these women who made these comments are crazy. Like, I think some of them are stupid. Yeah, it was about Janet Jackson, though. You see that post that was going around? No. All right. All right. Here's the post. Janet Jackson married a Qatar Qatar billionaire in 2012. There were two clauses in the prenuptial agreement. Janet Jackson got married again? This is follow. Okay. Number one, she would get $100 million if the marriage lasted at least five years. Number two, she would get $100 million if she had the tycoon's heir. In 2016, at age 49, she got pregnant. She gave birth in 2017. The year they completed five years of marriage, that same year, she filed for a divorce and received $200 million from the tycoon. Remember when she got married, we all thought she married Albasan? Because the, <laughs> the name was like Albasan, but it yeah. was like not that Albasan. Like, I, I, I do remember this. I do remember this now. Um, and then, like, you know, comments on the women's comments men's comment like not these men on the comment section missing the point where they had an agreement and blah 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 so our friend she says i'm not understanding how the men folk are angry in these comments the terms and the conditions that quote unquote he sat forth applied both parties held up their end of the bargain rolling my eye emoji now listen uh, oh, I mean, look at some of these other comments. All right, here we go. Like, why are they so angry? It's a win-win for both. Damn, she got a billion-dollar Jackson winning circle. That's two hundred million. It's know, not a billion. I don't know. What it's not a billion. Do. The math ain't mathing on that one, honey. Uh, they jealous of. They jealous as fuck. The men folk wish they was Janet. That's all. Um, well played. I see no problems here. Uh, you know, blah blah blah. Now, the situation is a situation, but you have no idea why, quote unquote, the men folk will make a comment or quote unquote upset. So I just said, no one likes to feel taken advantage of. The prenuptial agreement is, quote, if things do not work out. I think some feel that it was not an if, it was a when. <laughs> so leaving the exact Leaving at the exact time that you can win money, it raises a red flag. Like just in general. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It raises a red flag. Now, once everybody let go of this man versus woman thing that they be beefing over, 
You don't think that's a red flag? Like it, just in general, forget the absolutely because you. I don't know all the details of what whatever their marriage laid out. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, I, I, or or what milestones needed to be hit for certain compensation. But to walk away with two hundred million just because you stayed five years and you had a baby, and you leave at the five year mark, that's a, it's like a job. I stayed till I was vested, or, or I'm gonna get divorced right before you get my pension. You said that, right? You you your divorce. I, I did it. I did it. Right now, do you don't think that raised a red flag? On her end, like this motherfucker. But y'all was already separated for a long yeah, time. Yeah, we had been we had been separated, but I, I also knew the financial ramifications that if we had remained married, you know, what that would do. Like I'm not just thinking about today. Like I don't want to work forever. When I get when I get into my mid to late fifties, I want to be wrapping this shit up unless I'm doing something that, you know, we run in shop talk enterprises or or something to that effect. Like, but yeah. Look, I saw my uncle go through a very nasty divorce with my aunt, and he was the one who won on the settlement end, won the money, took half of her pension. And I saw my aunt, and as much as I love them both, I'm not going to necessarily take a side, but I saw the financial ramifications in my face. I saw how this shit broke my aunt, that when she got ready to retire and all this money that she had saved up, worked, she worked for a company for like 35 years. I've seen the same thing happen. So, I mean, cool, she huh? she worked or she worked really hard to save spousal support, too. Yeah, she she had to pay him spousal support for like 15 years. So and I mean, I saw her work as a young man very hard in her field like she was a she I don't want to say what she did, but like she was, you know, in the field with her job. So, I mean, she was working hard labor, worked very hard to obtain to obtain, you know, her pension money. And then when it came time for her to retire right off rip. Like when she cashed in her 401k and started getting her pension, she was cut in half. Like she had to go back into the workforce in order to support herself at retirement age. And like I I saw that shit. I guess my issue is like some of these comments, well played. I don't see no problems here. The men folks just mad because they don't got Janet. This don't mean Janet a bad person or some shit, but the idea that you don't you don't think it raises the flag if somebody leaves at the exact moment I can leave and still get paid. So you mean like so say say the relationship didn't work out. Why did you leave three years ago? Why didn't you leave two years ago? Because you oftentimes why do you have a baby with a person that you didn't want to be with? And oftentimes, if that's the case, like just the reality of it, we often. The, by the time we call the relationship over, it's been done. You know what I'm saying? By the time y'all get to the point where, like, look, I'm moving out on this date. I want to take this, this. Like, the relationship been over with. It takes some time to sometimes get to that point. And I'm sure when you, somebody like Janet Jackson, you ain't got to worry about, you know, where you're going to move to, you know, if you want to lead this nigga. But, you know, you kind of see things coming is what I just what I'm trying to say with it. And I'm sure as at some point, you know, maybe he saw like around year three, four, like this shit really ain't ain't gonna be what I need it to be. Now I don't know. I'm just making an assumption because clearly I'm not on the ends. Yeah. And of, this was never even about 
right, wrong, or how to happen, but more so that like you have no idea why somebody would would will say like, ah, oh, that look kind of shady on the surface at least. Not saying it is. I don't see why they uh, they're making comments. Really, money. Just don't play with me. Like, don't don't play in my fucking face. You don't have to be here. You don't have to be here. But like, God damn, if you don't want to be here, just leave. Don't don't wait <laughs> until it's financially like. That's what I don't like. Is like I see. I mean, I'm just gonna go there. I see a lot of women play with relationships that are financially beneficial to them. I see it often. And and I'm not talking like rich women. I'm talking like regular women. You women that go to that. Teller at Comerica, you work at the call center, like just regular everyday women taking advantage of a situation to get on my feet. I'm going to save a little bit of money. I'm going to get me a new car. And then once I once I got four thousand in the bank, I'm out on Terrell ass and take advantage of regular men. Yeah. But he's not millionaires. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a regular nigga making fifty five thousand dollars a year, going to work every damn day. Let's say you make eighty five. All right, boom. Maybe a little bit above average. But once you take it all, now where I'm at? Or take half. You know what I'm saying? Now I got us. Don't have us. We got children. It's over. Spousal support, child support, live. Also, like when is children involved? My expenses don't really go down because I got to find another place to pay for by myself that hold the same amount of children that I had. You know what I'm saying? I got to still get a four bill. Now I still have all my bills plus your, <laughs> you as a bill. Plus your big ass and these kids. And I still have to maintain. I actually always had. So I just speak to it from my point of view, regardless of whatever work I want to do, there's a certain level of money I have to make Facts. in order for me, number one, to maintain my lifestyle, to pay child support and whatever other, you know, indiscriminatory fees that come up with kids. I have to make this level of money. I got to make enough to pay my mortgage, pay my lights and gas. Pay for a car, pay for a shirt, like some basic, I'm never going to be out on the street necessity. Just basic bills, not even nothing extravagant, just enough to get by. There's a minimum amount of money that I have to make, and I still have to factor in the amount that I got to pay for child support, insurance, possible, you know, all of that shit. Inflation. And it still comes out of my pocket. Now, you know, no knock to, you know, let's. Any woman, but like if she falters in some capacity or doesn't have it, you know, she can petition the court at any moment for more money. And they're going to look at my finances and be like, eh, well, it, you make this on paper. You can afford to give her 300 more dollars a month. Like, yeah, you're looking at me on paper, but for taxes. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> you feel me? But like my reality after I take home, pay all my bills, do what I need to do, like, you know, even now I make more money, but like shit, like I'm just getting to a point where like, wouldn't you like to like, come on, don't do that to me. I, I feel, I feel where you're going. <laughs> I feel you like, where you're going. Would you like to just take all the money that you make at work and spend it on yourself? My and I had no bills. Mine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Wouldn't that like help you out? You know what? You know, the other day when I was thinking about that shit with the doctor and like, that's going to be part of like my debt. I'm like, yo, if I didn't have to fuck with none of that shit, 
Like I would be cool if I like what if and I'm just saying hypothetical because we've been talking about this billions. Like what if part of the billions and you paying off your friend's debt was like making sure my child support was good. Today was 18. Like nigga, I could live. It's a, I mean, it's a, it's a very specific dollar amount. That's what Fifty it, did. He paid off. It is a lump sum. Like I know what it's gonna be. And I and I look at it. You know, I love my children. I love them. But, but like my, especially my older kids, I can joke with them. Like nigga, the the light. I see it. I see it. Cause y'all the y'all the bulk of this shit. I see it. My nigga, it's like I bought a new car. All they got, I got four more years. And and I be telling this bill is done. And I be telling my kids, like, look, I love, I love y'all, you know, but if I didn't have to pay child support, like, we could live somewhere really fucking nice. We could, we could be out in Rochester or Novi living really fucking nice, but I got to pay child support. I could drive something way nicer. Mm-hmm. I'm not knocking my car, but I could drive something way nicer if I didn't have to pay child support. Yeah. Hey, man, what you think about, um, I don't watch uh, the platform um, that this devil puts out, but Lil Boosie was doing some interviews. Okay. And um, Lil Boosie said that uh, Nas, as well as Jay-Z, is not relevant in music because he be outside and he be in the clubs. He not hearing no Jay-Z and he ain't hearing no Nas. When I I be outside, I, I don't hear no Boosie. And that's what I thought. Like, Boosie... You're a 40 year old rapper, by the way. I'm older than Boosie. He just turned 40, which right. is crazy that I'm older than Boosie. Right. Boosie done lived five different lifestyles that we've watched. That's a fact. Boosie, your last hit song was in 2008, and it wasn't even your song. It swiped me down. It's not even your song, my nigga. You just had a verse on it. That was 15 years ago. It's about to be 15 years ago. Yeah. I've n- I do not know the name. I know one. Other Boosie song called Crazy. Crazy is my shit. Yes, it's in my phone. Other than that, there's two Boosie songs. My nigga, you're not relevant. And if we being 100%, you've never been musically relevant. Like, ever. Now, to us, maybe now, I, I know people from the South and like they revere. Boosie. More people revere Nas and Jay Z than revere. Absolutely. Like it's not. Absolutely. It's not even a question. Even if you don't hear Nas or Jay on the radio, it's more people who revere them. I bet you Illmatic get more spins every year than Boosie catalog. I, I can see that. Like that one album probably gets more spin than your catalog. I mean, it was a classic album, and I can't sit here and say Boosie definitively <laughs> has a classic body of work in his entire career i don't know the songs you know and and i understand niggas getting their feelings and i i look at boxers sort of like prize fighters everybody believes that like boxers are prize fighters i mean rappers (laughs) like prize fighters every rapper believes that like i'm the best at this at what i do i can knock these niggas out i can i don't think every rapper do believe that I think a good majority of these niggas believe that shit. No, I think a good majority of the people that we grew up listening to believe that. Or let me say this. They talk like it. They talk like they believe it. You know, and, and, a, and a huge part of boxing is, is wolfing. You know, you got to sell the fight. You got to sell the tickets. You got you to gotta hype it up. But you can't, you, you, you can't play boxing. 
You can't you can't fake it. It's two men in a ring. Somebody getting knocked out. As much as I love Boosie as I won't say love. I, I like Boosie as a personality. I, as, I, as much as you find him entertaining as a personality, I don't. I don't find the majority of his music that that entertaining. Is is not. Boosie is not like a Boosie is not a hit maker. Wipe Me Down was a a moment in time. It really was. Everything came together at the right moment, and they created a hit. But like you said, that's not even Boosie's song. I can't think of a solo Boosie song that's just like a hit like What's that. What's a solo Boosie song? Crazy. Other than crazy. I'd be hard-pressed to name five Boosie songs. Don't 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 talk about legends and music not being relevant because you don't hear their music in the club. Nigga, they're not playing your music in the club. If they are, they playing it because you're in there. Because you walked in. So oh, you shit, may, we got a little Boosie in the building this so evening. You, you may be... Misconstrued about who play your music because I can tell you one hundred percent it ain't no Detroit club. I ain't never heard no little Boosie at the Pantheon. Never, never now, in my life. At Nikki's or somebody, they might throw on "Wipe Me Down" for for the older <laughs> for their older crowd. This for the old school, old school. Which is crazy <laughs> that two thousand and eight is the old school. But like, gee, what are you what are you talking about? Those man, whose man's is this? And why you keep going on Vlad? Because Vlad's the only person that wants to talk to Boosie. Jeez, oh, Pete. If Boosie don't have nothing going on, he not going to be on a breakfast club. Vlad is the only nigga that want to talk to him. And Vlad going to set him up to say something, say something wild like this so that we can talk about Boosie, who's doing absolutely nothing right now. Boosie ain't got an album on the way. He ain't promote nothing. Ain't got a show, a podcast, a book, nothing. Well, apparently he got an album coming out with T.I. Let me hear it. I mean, let me, I'm, I'm interested in hearing it. Let me hear it. That's all I'm saying. Just let me hear it. Because uh, I can't even say I'm really that excited to hear Clifford rap. I would be excited. Did you hear the the, the Charleston White diss he made? I did. So it was fire, though. <laughs> yo, it was. Yo, T.I. can rap, okay? He he as, he as, could as, always rap, but he just kind of lost that luster yeah. for a minute. But that, like, as, as annoying as... He can come across, you know, all that other shit. But like, yo, T.I. can still rap. Charleston uh, White is a is a very interesting individual in the worst way. Uh, I'm not a fan. I, I gave him a pass at first, and I wanted to to see, like, oh, I think he he got something. I think he did it. It's not real. It's not real. I get it. I know what you I know what you think. Like, yo, but he be saying some. It's not real. It's not. It be sound bites. It's not real. And I get it. He even came off saying that he wasn't real and this was a character. What I'm telling you is we've been duped. You're being duped. If you still on it's, it's not real. Okay. I'm fine with that. He is the antithesis of what he says. Like whatever he say he hate and he goes about it, he hurt because he too old to be he, be, he he followed around old rappers when he was younger and he thought they was really killers and he started listening to music and doing crazy shit and he found out like my nigga this is we getting paid off this shit and he don't he, I don't like I don't like the whole yo I ain't have a father so I did this I'm not saying that's not real because it is but you do still got free will I remember long long time ago I interned at the studio uh, I was a, a, just a studio intern. I would sometimes run sessions, pick up, pick up dry cleaning, pick up side chicks, pick up kids, all type of shit. 
And there was a rap group from Detroit who I thought were like millionaires. I thought these niggas was rich. I thought each and every last one of these group, it was a group. Each and every last one of these group members were rich. I would see them come in in diamond chains and bracelets. And I would also see these niggas pull up to the studio full deep in a neon. I would see these niggas pull money together to get McDonald's. And I watched niggas share combo meals. And I remember the, the gentleman I was interning with, I remember just saying to him in passing, like, yo, I thought they was rich. And he was like, it's a he's like count how many people in the group and you know I, I did the math he said whatever dollar come whatever dollar comes in gets split six ways he's like them niggas ain't rich and what at what label they signed to they were signed to a major label what i'm saying is were they signed to a label that was signed to a label that was signed to a label that was signed to a major label yes so Whatever money that they made, split split that up five ways, and then that what's left split that up x amount of ways. The, the niggas was not rich, and I just remember, like, I was still relatively young. I'm probably like eighteen, nineteen, and I just remember feeling deflated. Like, yo, I see, like, and I would spend a lot of time with these niggas. So, like, you build a rep- like, no, nah, am I sitting? Is they my friends? No, but like. I can let these niggas in, like, if the session don't start in 20 minutes, they ain't got to wait in the hallway. Like, I can let them in. We can sit around and watch TV and kick it. And, like... Casual convo and shit. And I'm like, these niggas is... Like, they poor like me. (laughs) Like, they not not really living this shit. Crazy. And it was wild. But, like, a lot of your favorite rappers is... You know, niggas that probably making as much as motherfuckers that go to work every day. Because that label... Like... Their debut album had not come out yet. They were recording it. And their debut album, like, it has some it has some big songs on it. And one I can say is like necessarily uh was a hit. But like this is before the major this before all of that shit came in. So like these niggas were still like living in the city and still relatively relatively poor. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you know a lot of these niggas, they not what they say they is. I don't, I don't know if I want to hear. I want Boosie to stop talking to Vlad. I want Boosie to stop talking to that white man. I want him to stop talking. <laughs> uh, I would like for him to. I would like Boosie to still talk, but like in an environment that shines good light on Boosie. I think if Boosie had like a reality show on Tubi or. Or or Zeus or something, you can make that shit fucking entertaining. For the love of Boosie, would be something I would be intrigued to watch. I mean, he's an entertaining person. Yeah, you know, we laugh at him, not with him though. We do. You know what I'm saying? And I don't mean that to disrespect him or like uh, chastise him, but like in real life, it's more of a caricature. Yeah, we laughing at you and not with you. Um, And sometimes he say things that you may agree with and really brash and be like, "Yeah, somebody got to say that." But, like, most times, like, you say some wild shit, and I think people be laughing at him and not with him. Um, Boosie say a lot of wild shit. Yeah. B-O-O-S-I-E-B-A-D-A-Z-Z, that's me. So, listen. Wipe me down. uh, City of San Francisco voted to allow police use of deadly robots. Did you hear about this? Yeah. So if you barricaded, they're not sending no police officer. They sending 
They sending in a kill robot to take your ass out. But who said this is only for barricaded situations? No, I'm not saying that it is. I was just using that as an example. No, I think they we may, go- They may send out that robot dog. They may send out the drone with the gun on it. Like, first and foremost, San Francisco is a shithole. <laughs> okay. Why do you feel like, uh, about this about the Bay? The crime in San Francisco is on an all-time high. Niggas were, breaking into cars left and right in the Bay. They're running amok, all right? And uh, they got this idea that, like, crime should damn near be legal. Like, you go to jail for doing some shit, we letting you ride back out on a personal bond. Like, it's a fucking crazy situation in San Francisco. Uh, I don't know if you heard of the, the, the baby... Who uh, got some fentanyl because they was in a park <laughs> in San Francisco? What baby overdosed on fentanyl that she picked up off the grass in the park? Now that could be some weird shit going on with that, but San Francisco and in in California in general is a shit is is a shit place. Okay, all right. Um, the police, nobody should give robots. The authority to kill people. That's not that's that should not be a thing. The police should not have another barrier in between them and, and citizens. They shouldn't have another barrier between them and the accountability of taking a life. Because at some point, oh, didn't do it, it was a machine. What? Like, this shit got voted on and won. That they can use machines as deadly weapons. What qualifies for a situation where I send a machine to kill? Like, what type of situation do we have to be in for that to for that to take place? A vote by San Francisco city supervisors, because they probably got a city manager or some shit like that, in support of allowing police to use robots to kill people in emergency circumstances has drawn criticism from experts. Did you understand what they just said? To use robots to kill people. They didn't say send in robots when situations get tough for him. They said send in robots to kill people. And that's what I'm saying. Like, what's the situation? Where do we draw the line that says send in the killer bots? My nigga, they voted eight to three in That's favor. scary. But you know why? That's fucking scary, dog. Because I created an environment where crime and lawlessness is going around. And when crime and lawlessness goes around, you know what happens? People get killed. Well, people get killed. And then people want tougher gun. They want, they want tougher crime bills and shit like that. Republicans about to run the fuck over. Because like. One, I'll, I'll just say this Forget Republican and Democrat One side be really really lax And then crime goes really really up And then somebody comes and say I'm about to be tough on crime Yes help us please Boom and then that shit is ushered in I don't think it's a it's a coincidence That San Francisco turned into a shithole And now they about to send in the fucking Now we need to something to help clean, clean it up Fucking Robocop Listen, my nigga, I seen I seen all these movies. Robocop, iRobot, all of them shits. Total recall, they all in bad. Once you go down this road, there is no turning back. You already in California where you can't have no guns. 
Why you need an AR-15 to fight the machines? <laughs> God damn it! The fight the Terminator coming in my house. <laughs> yes, I wish the fuck I would. I wish the fuck I would. That's, remember, I sent you that video of my man getting dragged out of his house in China and cheated because he wouldn't go into quarantine. Nigga, you gonna take me out my house? I'm quarantining. No, nigga, you got to go to the quarantine camp. Y'all be thinking niggas be conspiracy theories theorists, and I really just just they more like probably. you know you know whose house they not coming in to pull a nigga up out of mine, mine. They would have them two men in them white suits. Y'all need to come with some different equipment on. It's gonna be a listen. I hope it's body armor on up under that shit because I'm bucking. I am not getting pulled out of my fucking home and going to a quarantine. Boy, they camp. yanked that nigga out that bitch. You couldn't do nothing because the, the 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 people are unarmed. The government can do whatever the fuck they want to do in China. I don't give a fuck what y'all say. Y'all don't got no guns. We got them all. We got y'all. Same thing in in, in 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 Cali. Can't do nothing. Oh man, this is my who's man's this by the way. Because I, I we doing it early. I just want to talk about this shit. Uh, Let's just get it out the way. Go go ahead with it. So I'm watching uh, the World Cup, right? Okay. At work, they've been playing all this shit. I'm like, I'm trying to get into soccer. I'm trying, you know, see what the fuck going on. Football. Football. they footballers, right? And um, the American, he on the podium and shit. And uh, one of the commenters, he was like, you're pronouncing our country name wrong. It's not Iran. It is Iran. We got to get this done. Like, he being an asshole. He being really aggressive. Right. He's like, and he basically like, hey, I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? Blah, blah, blah. Then he going to say, now, how do you feel representing America with the history of how it treats black people? <laughs> I'm like, yo, my nigga. Over in Iran, you motherfuckers just sentenced like 19,000 people to death. Yeah. And y'all not too keen on women. Y'all just killed a 27-year-old. You sentenced a 27-year-old rapper to death because he went to a protest. Like, I literally saw a video of y'all beating the shit out y'all y'all people in the streets. And to Dane's point, you're not too keen on women. How fucking dare your bitch ass got something to utter uh, try to be some fucking moral authority upon somebody. And nigga... We from America. That shit say Iran. It's when I'm over there, I'll say Iran. But we over here and we pronounce shit how we pronounce shit over here. It's easy for them to do that because I think it goes back to like, you know, the TJ Holmes shit. Like, I don't send, I don't do the shit that you do so I can, I can stick my nose up to it. Like, our shit ain't that bad. I, I can, I can stick my nose up at, at, at what you and yours do. Look, now, while I do think he was being a little bit of an asshole about the whole Iran comment, I do feel like there is also a level of humor to how do you feel about playing for a country that don't really love black people? Because, I mean, there there is a level of truth to that as well. well. Black people don't love white people. Black people don't love no people but black people. That's fine. We we all got a little, little uh, bigotry in us. Nigga, it's the best. Like, who, who want any black person? What other country y'all want to go go to? America. I don't know nothing about like going back to Africa. How they gonna treat us? How they gonna treat me? 
They don't know I'm a they I gotta keep my ancestry.com paperwork so they know I'm hundred percent Zulu. Cause I know I don't I may not look it, but I'm hundred percent. What's so crazy is Iran lost to America. <laughs> okay. And they feared for the Iran players life and safety that's crazy and you motherfuckers got the audacity to ask some questions like you gotta like you some fucking moral authority and i get it america been whooping on y'all ass for a long time out there in the, in the desert storm and all the other shit and i don't know who the good guys or who the bad guys are but if what y'all be doing to y'all people is what y'all doing to y'all people eh. ain't nobody safe Shoot fit. I don't want to. <laughs> nigga, how do you feel like your life is in danger because you lost a game? Do you understand that the country is protesting the government currently? Yeah. Like right right now? And you're talking about how do you feel about representing? Nigga, who are you representing right now? Look, we can feel how we want to feel about this motherfucking country. But that's some in-house shit. You feel me? <laughs> yeah. That's like, yo, I talk about my family members. I talk about everything. You ain't about to say shit because we got the best, worst country ever over this motherfucker. We can have all our issues, but I ain't going no fucker. I'm not going nowhere else. Y'all niggas can't even have guns over there. I'll be honest. I don't want to go to no Muslim nations because it's a lot of rules. Like people are always like, oh, Dubai is so beautiful. Yeah, but Dubai got a, a shit ton of rules. And if you break them, they're not going to arrest you right there, but you won't get on that plane and make it back to America. And I don't want to deal with that type of shit. And just the climate of the world right now, there's not a lot of places I really want to visit that I feel safe. Shout out to Twitter. If it wasn't for Twitter, them folks over in Iran, uh, we wouldn't know what the fuck is going on over there. Ain't it funny how Elon Musk, 75% of Twitter staff is no longer working there, but Twitter's still working the exact fucking same. Ain't shit changed. <laughs> like, fuck what y'all doing? I know y'all niggas thought Twitter was gonna die a couple weeks ago, but literally ain't shit changed. Now every fucking day on Twitter, it was some um there were certain trending topics uh that was always trending. As soon as certain people left from that organization, all them uh weird ass stories and weird ass people, all that shit just stopped trending. It, it was it was some some shit in the game. You gotta trim the fat. Some, it was some shit in the game. And all I can just say is some weird trending topics because I'm not trying to get into it with y'all niggas. I'm not. Also, I'm on a challenge right now. Uh, I'm challenging myself to not say anything negative on the internet for seven days. And on the eighth day, you bring back judgment? Nope. I'm just going to try to not be negative on the internet. How's it going so far? I'm, I just started. <laughs> today? <laughs> I just started. Is today day one? I mean, I've been doing this, you know, I, I delete. You know, I need the official day. I'm going to start today. Okay. Well, when this podcast starts, be from Saturday. I'm going to start on Saturday. We're going to go all the way through the, ne- the pod next week on Friday, and we'll see how those seven days went. I'm gonna try to not say anything negative. I gotta set my post alerts to um, <laughs> your page. Um, 
on uh on the on the internet. If you see Jay Johnson say something negative on the internet, screenshot me, DM me, Dame three underscores three one three on the Twitter. I need it. For shit Dame was right about the anthology. What are you right about? Are you you want to make a prediction? Like what what would you be right about? I don't think you Jason, you argue with strangers on the internet, man. Like that's what you, I tell you. That's what I've seen. You were just arguing with me and Sean earlier this week. I'm tr- I was trying not to argue with you. It's nothing to argue about. I'm not gonna argue over taste and like who song preference is better. But like y'all, like y'all delusional if y'all think that quote unquote Jay Z won the rap battle between him and Nas. It's just not. It's not true. I didn't say he won. He won the rap battle. I just said Takeover was better than either. You can have that opinion. Okay. But that wasn't the conversation, though. The conversation was like, because he started like, yo, I got to tell y'all about Sean this. took it somewhere else. Yeah, like, I started that takeover was better than either. You can have your personal opinion. It is what it is. I okay. can't tell you what you don't like. No, nigga, you don't like it. It is what it is. But like, people be trying, like, you can't change history. It just, it is what it is. <laughs> just highlight me in a week. I just want to see where you are with this progress in a week's time. Yeah. That's um, it. Well, you can do anything, though. I can. Niggas can do anything. I'm going And you are the ultimate nigga. I am a black man. <laughs> okay, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> That's disrespectful, man. <laughs> I'm offended, actually. I feel like I feel like a white man just called me a, M, a nigger. I just told you I'm 100% Zulu. I am your brethren. Massa! I, you a massa? <laughs> Look at that. The white man coming about you claiming you're the fucking massa. It's my Mbaku. Oh, man. Uh, you seen the new Black Panther yet, right? Yes. All right. All right. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm going to go see it again on Sunday. Oh, shit. That's what I wanted to do. Um, you Did you do, uh, what time is it? Oh, we got one, one hour and a half in. Uh, the Apple Replay. Apple Replay, what's that? It shows you. We about to do it right now live on air, though. We can figure out what you've been listening to. Oh, man. Because you have horrible <laughs> taste in music, and I want to prove it. We're about to find out what you really listen to. Okay. Um, I actually, oh, here, I know where they at. I put them in the in the uh, in the Royal Rumble thread last night, but you niggas didn't didn't take heed and follow. I gotta spell shit out for y'all. You feel me? Um, but you know how to get to it? No. How to find your Apple Music replay. Let me send you this shit. Go to replay.music.apple.com. Okay. All right. Now, while Dame is looking for his shit, I'm going to tell you guys my shit, all right? So, When we talk about out of 2,055 songs played, here are my top five songs played. Number one, nobody knows. Pastor T. (laughs) 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 We we literally play that shit every Every week. Every week. That is number one. Uh, Number two, by Kendrick Lamar, Rich Spirit. Okay. Number three, by Kendrick Lamar, Die Hard. (laughs) 
Number four, love, lo-fi samurai. That's the sample with the, uh, what you want to do for love. Okay. I, I listen to that shit. That's a good, <laughs> that Snow Allegra is a yeah. really good version. Number five, N95 by Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> he got three of the top five. Uh, so number f- six, Father Time <laughs> by Kendrick Lamar. Number seven, Silent Hill by Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> number eight, Worldwide Steppers by Kendrick Lamar. Number nine, Wait for You, Future and Drake. Oh, okay. Number 10. Wasn't expecting that one. Number 10, Crown by Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> All right, I'm going to give you my top 10. Uh, number one, The Heart, part five, Kendrick Lamar. That's oh, my shit. shit. That's my shit. All right. Take the drums out. Uh, number two, Game and Kanye West, easy. Woo! <laughs> That's, That's my, my shit. shit. Number three, Sada Baby, Ghetto Champagne. All right. Uh, number four, Kanye West, Party Next Door, Ghost Town. Mm-hmm. Number six, Nas. Number five. I'm sorry, number five, Nas, Speechless. Okay. Uh, Number six, J-Rock and Reason. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. Number seven, it's my nigga Conway the Machine and Benny Siegel. Locked and loaded. Uh, Number seven, Isaiah Rashard. What's wrong? Mm. It's my shit. Uh, Number eight, (laughs) 4-2 Doug and Future Maybach. Yeah, that's my shit. That's <laughs> my shit. I listen to this song incredibly too much. This is my favorite Rick Ross song, hands down. I love my bitches. Favorite Rick Ross song. I don't know how I go. We, we should play it. I love my bitches is my favorite Rick Ross song. And then number 10, rounding it out, Too Short and Wiz Khalifa, On My Level. Oh my! Oh shit! <laughs> so I'm gonna take one shot, but I love my you bitches. Smoke, you smoked it out or something? I do. Plus, I don't even want to go there. Yes, I smoked it out, and that's like my when I'm about to go out. Okay, you know when I turn that shit on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So listen, out of I've listened to 586 artists this year. Try to guess. Guess my top five. Kendrick. <laughs> number one is Kendrick. Uh, Who's number two? Nas. Nas is number two. Who's on number three? I'm gonna throw. I'm probably gonna. I'm probably gonna give you Jay. Number three. Jay's number four. Okay. Number three is. So listen, it's Kendrick, Nas, Kanye. Okay. Jay Z, then Tupac. Makes sense. Um. Seven, I mean, six is J. Cole. So listen to this. I've listened to Kendrick Lamar for 1,515 minutes. Nas, 853 minutes. Kanye West, 513 minutes. Jay-Z, 448 minutes. Tupac, 447 minutes. Nigga beat Pac by one minute, dog. That's virtually the same. I think this was like that last year. Damn, near, it was like a, a couple minutes apart. Uh, J. Cole... 345 minutes. TI, 320 minutes. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> number eight, Drake, 289 minutes. Number nine, The Game, 281 minutes. And number 10, Jada Kiss, 230 minutes. Okay. I'm really surprised by that Drake number. You think it should be higher? I just did I just wouldn't anticipate that you would listen to that much Drake. 
he be on a bunch of my playlists with Drake on them. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But uh, so songs, right? <laughs> no, this is albums. So my number one album this year listened to was Kendrick Lamar and the Big Steppers. I listened to this album 311 times. It's a really good album. Uh, believe it or not, Kings of Disease is number two. <laughs> KD3. <laughs> I listened to <laughs> eight, 81 times in the last three weeks, apparently. Because it just came out, <laughs> yeah. Jay. Now, number three, Jay to Kiss. Kiss the Game Goodbye. I've listened to the album 46 times this year. Show discipline, nigga. This is still a really good album. Uh, Lo-Fi Samurai, 45 times. Tupac, All Eyes on Me album, 43 times. Uh, J. Cole, KOD, Kids on Drugs, King of Diamonds, uh, 36 times. T.I., Urban Legend, 34. Urban Legend was such a good album. I listen to Urban Legend a lot. Uh, Didn't Urban Legend have You Don't Know Me on, on there? Yeah. Yeah. Number eight, 31 plays. Nas, Lost Tapes. Number nine. The first Lost Tapes? Yeah. Okay. Number nine, Stillmatic. You know that shit is always in my rotation, my nigga. It's fair enough. 28 times. Uh, and number 10 with 28 plays. Oh, them niggas is tied. Jay-Z, Black Album. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that was all the major ones. Album of the year. Um, songs I listen to most. Uh, things like that. Oh, it, and it, it does this whole music thing they playing in the background. I think Apple stepped it up this year with that. They just need a, they just need a, um, a podcast one. Okay, I'm surprised this song wasn't higher on songs that I listened to this year. But WAP, it's one of my favorite songs. Pac is just wild. Uh, Pac always gonna be in my top ten list. So look. Kendrick, Nas, Kanye, Jay, Pop, Cole, T.I., Drake, Game, J.D. Kiss. Clearly, I like rappers and slow music with Drake. <laughs> <laughs> I paid 278 different albums. Of course, y'all know them. Number three album I listened to this year was Kiss the Gang Goodbye, though. That was going to be number two if KD3 didn't come it's, out. It's still as good as this. It's still good in 2020 as it was, what, 2002, 2003? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I listened to 29 playlists over and over. Uh, I seen Verge drop some old school playlists. My number one playlist is uh, old school house jams, it's fucking fire. Okay, uh, you created it? Yeah, I'll show y'all a little bit. It was, it's fucking fire. Uh, Tim's Essentials, number three. I find myself visiting her Instagram page quite a lot. I, uh, I listened to Tim's Essentials for 127 minutes. Uh, Mellow Hip Hop is a bunch of shit I made. Now, one of my favorite playlists I got is something called um, The Weekend, The Weekend of Rap. And it's all the songs that The Weekend are on, but they rap songs. Okay. And that's a fire playlist because them some fire fucking songs. So it's him and Future, him and Rick Ross, him and Drake. And like, so all the songs that the weekend all the rap songs that the weekend are is singing on Turn home, home, fire, stand to a trap, yeah sing. yeah for sure it's it's fucking fire my it's my shit it also got us a, a play that's called songs for the future no excuse me songs of the future 
We need to do a. I got to do a playlist for all my music picks. Uh, that's a fact. We should have been doing that. Uh, I think Rob uh, puts that shit together or something. Yeah, like that, but some of that shit he might not be able to find. We got to definitely do that. But songs of the future uh, is all the songs that Future is featured on that are like fire songs. Okay. Um, it, it's damn near the same playlist as the, as the other one, but like it's is you know. No, fe- feature future is like a different animal. Yeah, for sure. At the top playlist, uh, you know, different stations. I listen to the Tupac station all the time. There's a Drake station. You know, you got you depending on who you in the car with. Hey, play something by Drake, and you just be good. You know what? I'll be honest. I don't cater to who my guest is in the car. It depends on what kind of. I don't energy. give a fuck who it is. I'm not about to listen to rap music all day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not about to... One, I can't listen to fucking rap music, shoot them up, bang, bang, like, the whole day. You feel me? Like, sometimes... It's, Don't want some NBA young boy, baby. We, got, we you going, going on, on a date. date. You got on, you on a date with a young lady and shit. Y'all, about, y'all going to the venue, come back. You, I mean, depending... I mean, depending on sometimes... You know, sometimes it is some, some, some back that ass up, some juveniles and shit, but not like... Either going there or coming back, it, it, can't, it can't be rap both times. I used to date a young lady, and she would she made a joke that like, look, I know we going on a date when you play Rick Ross. I love my bitches. I know we going on a date. <laughs> some, some oh, that's why it's on the top ten list. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, they, man, I love that song. They ain't man. Been <laughs> <laughs> I love that yeah. song, man. Yeah. That's my uh, shit. I fuck with it. I like I like when that shit go out though. Every year when they do this little music shit, you get an idea. Yeah. But um, like I listen to that my old school my old school playlist like like all the time. I love old school music. Or I just say, "Hey Siri, play some music I like," and then they just start playing music. You feel me? So. Yeah. Damn does. <laughs> damn, I got an AirPod. I mean, a HomePod in there. It just start playing. Music. Oh, okay. That's Wale. Okay. Hey, Siri, stop. You feel me? Hey, we iPhoned out around this motherfucker. Okay. It's <laughs> Apple. It's an Apple, Apple ecosystem. Everywhere in this bitch. All right, man. What was your uh, your music pick? So, man, shout out to the homie. Oh, shit. My phone didn't die. Oh, man. <laughs> I was recording on my phone. My phone died. I got to insert your music pick. All right. Well, shout out to shout out to Violent Giant. Chief alone, homie Clemmy. Uh, Chief just dropped a... A single, but it features a verse from our homeboy Clemmy. Uh, some other rappers that I really like, Nall Spitz. Nall is out of Pittsburgh, uh, if I'm correct. But the name of the city, excuse me, the name of the song is Filthy. Uh, I hope Jay starts is somewhere around the 420 mark, because that's where Clemmy verse starts at. And when I say my nigga is rhyming at a high level, it's a very, very high level rap is all I want to say to it. Yeah. Uh, but shout out to the homies. And then Clemmy was running a special with verses. Look, if you're serious about your fucking craft and you can go bar from bar, you should probably holler at my boy. He'll make your shit hot. Nigga jokes on you. Don't test me, I get so messy when I'm in my zone So deadly, it's like home, better leave me alone A chrome desi's a spread, scans right on your head You Joe Pesci, have my little homie Lying on your spot, that mean he heavy capping Rocking you for old time's sake, like he Freddie Jackson Rapid fire, nigga heavy handed In a Chevy, about to take you on a highway to heaven Like he Michael Landon, clip on him Michael Jordan Kick on it Michael Jackson, high 
high yellow nigga, but it's fit. Dark as Michael Blackson. Bitch niggas can't stop, won't stop. Six figures. I know ditch diggers who get dirty, but they rich niggas. My shooter Luca probably, I be mobbing like I'm Luca Brazzi. Heard you telling any truth behind it, they gon' find you smoking in the middle of a bar like you crucial cough. Like ain't no hooper holler, nigga shooting like a hoop behind you. Then they swoop and hide you so good they need a recruit to find you. Like you all American, they gon' need coop to find you. I'm like Lucifer, shit, I'm used to fire. Shit, I use the fire with the nigga, then I use the dry. Using dying need to be deceased, then I crucify you. Hallelujah, you enriched with prayer. I'm like Richard Pryor. Keep a young shooter, do you quicker. And come through your body tied up and not you can't undo. I'm so uncool. Yo, I'm the illish nigga to bust around. Yo, Clemmy, that's uh great interviews, great discussions with Clemmy. And that nigga, he's a funny nigga. Yeah. The whole crew really. And the fact that he comes in here with armed security every time <laughs> is hilarious. Yeah, that's funny. I wanted to we I had to tell the security nigga like dog, you can probably chill out in here. Like that's <laughs> it's probably the most relaxed environment you're gonna be in all day. It took him a while for him to, to, to Yeah, like realize, we're not like you know we're not about to rob this nigga. <laughs> yeah, like, like we, he's a homie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh but um listen man, uh twenty twenty two man. It's been cool podcasting. You feel me? I had an idea about how we should end 2022. We should take a vacation. We would have to put that time in already. (laughs) (laughs) We should take a vacation, man. Oh, man. I need a vacation. Just take like two weeks off of the pod. Oh, you mean like a podcast vacation? Yes. No, We've I, never taken a break. I know. It's a thing. I feel like I can't not mi- I can't miss an episode. It's not missing an episode. We're just delaying to. No, we can do some extra shit. We can knock some out and, you know, pre-record. And then we we can physically not be here, yeah. but I'm not going a week without No, nah, I'm just dropping. that's what I was saying. Like, look, we take 2 weeks off and then come back in the new year bigger and better than ever. Yeah, we can knock um, a couple episodes out. You know, we got some Royal Rumble shit that we can do. We can knock them bitches out this no, week. No, I was saying, like, no, no, no new new episodes for two weeks. Take a vacation, a sabbatical. And I'm doing it. I'm sorry. Okay. You can take a vacate. You know what, man? I did want to share this. I almost had a story time with Dame on Monday because my evening definitely went upside down. I met with some friends of mine up at North, uh, and it made me ask the question, who lies more? bartenders or strippers because the, our waitress at north was a lying motherfucker uh, <laughs> i mean uh, she she was fine as frog hair but she was a lying motherfucker who lies more bartenders or you mean like lies as in flirting to get to to get the money it's all you? a lie or like just lie like oh yeah last thursday i was no no it like, was banging in here <laughs> no no the, i don't care what the crowd was like the flirting lie okay and I think bartenders might be pushing number one. Yeah. You know, I think it's bartenders because, like, when you go into a gentleman's club, you assume that the person lying to you. And sometimes they can cleverly get you that thinking, like, oh, I'm, I might be actually special. But, like, at the bar, you're not assuming that that person is plotting on you the whole time. Hey, sweetie, and all other shit. You'd be like, oh, this motherfucker could be feeling me. <laughs> No, that's the lie. Yeah. That's the lie. Yeah, they might be them. They might be the worst. Yeah, I think they are. And I watched one in, in motion. She was pretty good. But uh yeah, so I met her with some friends. Or like dropping the uh receipt and like they just they be real sensual and shit and touching your hand and shit like that. Like, hey You done with that, honey? 
You know, it's it's a lot of this. People call me pet name. They they syrupy sweet. They syrupy sweet. But uh, so I was at North. I met up with uh two friends of mine at North, and I just happened to mention. It's like, man, you know, I really want to try shrooms. She 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 turned her chair over to me and handed me one. She's like, take it, eat it. And I was fucked the fuck up. I was fucked up. You, you ate it there? Yes. Horrible advice. Horrible fucking advice. On a Monday night. That's horrible advice for you to eat some fucking shrooms while you out and about and ain't never did them either. No. I was fucked up. I mean, you better get in somewhere. I was fucked the fuck up. And like, we wasn't ready to go home yet. Like, I don't even know if my food had come out yet. And I just raw dogged the bitch. The okay. shroom. Oh, shroom. My, oh shit. <laughs> Not my friend, the shroom. Oh, I was fucked up on a I'm Monday night. The, the fucking bartender and shit. Nah, nah, son. Well, you about to get North shut down. Rate it. Give it away. Shrooms and I was shit. A North For doing free. Drugs. I didn't sell drugs. I just gave them bitches away. Shit. Shout out to the homie comic J. Will. I ran into him at a. Uh, at North, and we we kicking in trying to figure out a date when he gonna come on here. You know, when I thought about it, like I've known Jay Will since he was like 16, 17. We used to mm-hmm. work together a long, long time ago, and he was like a really loud mouth young nigga. I'm glad to, to see that this comedy shit is really working out for my boy, though. Uh, is this him? Yes, it is. <laughs> this is randomly. I saw this last night and I screenshot it. I'm like, yo. Is this in Fredro Star? And I'm like, what's the rent? So. We'll have to bring that up. Yeah. we have to bring that picture up. Yeah. He's got a really funny story about this girl I used to kick it with at the job that we met each other at. Mm. Well, yeah, I, I've been wanting to get uh, Comic J. Willow since, I don't know, what, 2019? Maybe? Yeah, we, we was FaceTiming earlier this week. Nigga's hilarious, but that's that's the homie. So we. Yeah, when we did that, we went up there with Delicious and them shit because. Uh, Somehow we ran into Kamal up there. Kamal yeah. was like, "Yo, we been on. We did this podcast, and twins did it. it was like well, everybody didn't did the pod but me. I'm like, nigga, we want you. Come on. That's when Delicious glamored me. Yeah, turned me right into silly putty. That was one of those times where you was talking a big game. Boy, was I. And uh, couldn't even get my motherfucking phone out of my pocket. Could not walk the ropes. <laughs> you could not walk. <laughs> Delicious the had me up against the ropes, like nigga. I was punch drunk. She smells incredible. She is softer than your grandma's hands. I want y'all and to stop. I want y'all to stop saying she got a nose job. Y'all acting like contouring don't exist. I didn't seen the woman in my face. The body real. It's real as hell. It's off. I'll tell you that. It's <laughs> <laughs> off. All right. And she fine. smells amazing. Amazing. Let me tell you something. I don't care what fuck all the bullshit. Stand in a room with her. See if you see if your ass don't fold like a chair. Put Stand on, in the room with her. Put him on a clock. <laughs> she is. <laughs> Stand in the room with delicious. See if she don't eat you alive, man. Man, all right, man. Uh, it's time for our number one play song on Jason's playlist. Yeah, my phone is only at two percent. Hold on, let me. Uh, you should just in insert the music. It's not. It's, it's never the same though. Yeah, it's never the same. You feel me? So I'm about to I'm about to hook this up right now, so we can get this music started. But like, 
we do this every week, so it's at least fifty two times I done played the song. But sometimes, sometimes uh, it play a little bit longer. Yeah, have to start it over and shit. When we know we, when he get to talking that white man part, like well, that song done played. <laughs> that song done played for a long time. Hey yo, this this song feels it, it's rejuvenating though. It's part of the show. It's just as it much as part of the show as Pete's song is. So look, it's your man Dame three underscores three one three. I'm on Twitter. I'm on the gram. I'm on TikTok still. At me, you talk to me. I will talk back to you. Uh, listen, kids, don't do shrooms on a Monday night. You be high as a motherfucker. When you see the blue and the black, you know where the fuck you at. Hey yo. I'm going to put this out into the atmosphere. I only want one thing for Christmas this year. I'm not going to put out a long, crazy list. AirPods. I don't want AirPods. I want a Luna. That's the only thing that I want. A Luna? It's an online, it's, 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 it's a streaming video game system. $69.99. It's all I want for Christmas. That's it. Girl. That's it. That's all I want. <laughs> I want a never, toy. Never I want a toy it. for Christmas. Never heard of it. Nigga, I had set my alarm to buy it when it was on sale Black Friday for $39.99. Set my alarm for like it a... Play like old school games or something? No, it played new school games. Like, it's just... It's a monthly streaming service for the game. Sort of like Steam. My, my middle son is like really in the game. So anyway, I set my alarm for Black Friday to wake up. At 11.30 because I knew it went on sale at midnight. It was only going to be on sale for like an hour or two. I didn't wake up till 6 o'clock the next day. I did not get it. Yeah. So somebody else buy it for me for Christmas. That's it. Uh, Shout out to uh, shout out to Pete for last week on the episode. Man, I got a lot of good feedback on the episode. Yeah, man. Shout out to the homie Pete. It was good to see him. Um, good conversation, of course. Shout out to y'all rocking with us six and a half years. You feel me? Um, you know, 2022 been really cool, man. And uh, I don't know what 2023 has in store. I think we did my favorite pod ever in 2022. Which one was that? Talking to your dad, man. Mm. That's my favorite. That's probably mm. my favorite pod of all time, man. <laughs> Powerful pod. Listen, man. When I get down, I go. I go back and I listen to the advice that your dad was spitting on that podcast, man. 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 I really do. Episode three one zero. Yeah, I'm man, that's, that's my favorite one of the year. Um, that's a lot. That's what I mean a lot. Uh, man, I guess we should do a wrap up. I mean, we always do a wrap up, but talk about you know episodes and shit like that. Yeah, I'm with it. Uh, we could chop them up. You know, that may be an episode that we drop. Feel me? Uh, we do got to get the Roy Rumble crew up in this joint. Put some playlist shit together. You know we gotta do that for y'all around this time. I'm gonna year. put Verge in a headlock when I get him up here. Uh, I mean, if you want to rest around with another man, that's on you. You feel me? But uh, that's not my. I don't. I don't. I don't dream about wrestling with me. I mean, that's not what I do. <laughs> y'all niggas be cracking me up, dog. These niggas go at it in the fucking room three. I love Verge. That's my. Bo- that's my brother, man. I love that nigga too. <laughs> y'all niggas funny. Uh, yeah, man, that's all I got. When you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. Shop Talk Podcast Studio, book some time. I'm not saying we the Rockefeller Podcast, but we are J Day. Hell yeah, Jeez.